Arizona Senate candidate Blake Masters tells me why it's game over if the Democrats win the midterms. I'm Sarah Carter on the latest Sarah Carter Show. I'll also tell you how President Biden is sending our precious energy reserves to Hunter Biden's buddies in China. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. The hell? <laughs> Wait, what? What? First off, and welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Apologies for our, our tech issue. Uh, that was the president yesterday. I'm made of thoughts just about this one speaking thing, appearance. So he had the Rona yesterday. Can I just hear that one soundbite real quick again? Kane, sir. The, the yes. Okay. Off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. Jeez. I mean, he, I was trying to, his comment yesterday, he was talking about how they, what, what did his mom, what did he say his mom said that they had to get the oil off of the windshield and all this stuff? Audio somebody too. What? Listen to this. this is guess what? The first frost, you know what was happening? It had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. Literally. What is the <laughs> behind him, too? You know what I mean? It's like a rage against the machine, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Tom Morello riff? Yeah, yeah, that, where there's, yeah. Going down Rodeo with a shotgun. <laughs> like, what is in the, what in the world is going, is going on there? So who decided... You know what, Joe? Let's have you speak. I'm going to get to the cancer thing in a minute. Everyone's like, Danny, you're forgetting the giant elephant in the room. I'm not. Why is he speaking in front of a dystopian hellscape? Why? And that's when he had the Rona. Uh, He's in front of what looks like a giant place where, I don't know, there was, if there was a monster, that's where it lived because that's apparently its nest in the background. I don't know what the hell, where is he at? Who had the idea to have him speak there? This is a glorious backdrop. Did they think that the hellscape part wouldn't be in and it would just be the water and the bridge? So if you're not listening, if you're not, if you're listening to this program on one of our many wonderful affiliates across the country and not watching the simulcast on the first or YouTube or Facebook, he's, he's like speaking at a garbage dump. I don't know how, right? What the hell? What is it? And there's a river and a bridge behind him. 
I, I don't know. So he said he had cancer. And then the White House is like, he doesn't have cancer. He just has, he, he's too old and brain-addled and applesauce-minded. You know, he's got the nuclear codes, though. But, you know, he's, he just has too much dementia to not know that he doesn't have, to know that he doesn't have cancer. I don't know what makes, none of this makes me feel good. And then they're like, no, it's not the wrong C word. He, in fact, has the COVID. But the Vax is in boosts, though. What did the, did the White House actually give? So they're having, we're going to have to take it. They're having a, coming up at, it's like in the, uh, is it 1.30 Eastern or Central, 2? I thought it was 1 Central. 1 Central, 2 Eastern, maybe. They're suppo- his doctor is supposed to speak, If you're, in case you're wondering. His doctor is supposed to speak. Because I just feel like when the president goes out there and says, I have the cancer, then maybe, and then the next day, oh, he's also got COVID. Does he have cancer? And what? why is he taking the Paxlovid? I get, are his symptoms serious enough to necessitate it? I'm just, I'm wondering. Because that came out today. I, the White House's response was pretty much like non-existent on this. On the cancer thing. They sent out something on the COVID thing, but nothing on him actually having cancer. And I'm, I'm trying to uh, wrap my mind around this. There just wasn't, they have nothing on here. No, I'm, there's no statement on it. No, they just sort of, eh. Did you see anything on it? All I saw was something in the Hill where someone gave a statement like, oh, he just doesn't know what he's saying. He's got the nuclear codes. I think he needs to. Good heavens. So he's apparently isolating in the White House. He was going to go back to. He's going to go back to Delaware this weekend. I mean, yeah, if having cancer wasn't bad enough, now he's got COVID. Cancer and COVID. So an asthma and a stutter. Don't forget that too. Every time, because you know, Democrats have also redefined what a stutter is. When you can't get anything right and you have no idea where you're going and you shake hands with the air, it's a stutter. When you fall down the steps and you can't ride a bike, it's a stutter. Like a song. It does actually. So the i don't know maybe he he's well you know what thankfully he's married to a doctor kane and she can take care of him not sure that's the kind of doctor she is no she's a doctor damn it yeah i'm not sure about that operate on this man now i have my doubts you don't think she's a doctor it's because you're a sexist of medicine no i sure don't i like i said i just don't think that uh you should be called a doctor unless you can rearrange guts I mean, if you want to pay that money for that education, and I have friends that have doctorates, so <laughs> and I've told them this. I'm not calling you doctor. So she she's a doctor. She got a doctorate in education. I feel like the people who got their doctorates in things other than gut re- uh, gut arranging are way more sensitive about being called doctor than the people who got their degrees in gut arranging, right? I have audio of Jill from this morning, kind of updating everybody. If you want to hear that. About the operations? No. No, okay, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Hit us. Just a few minutes ago, he's doing fine. He's feeling good. Uh, I tested negative this morning. I am going to keep my schedule. I am, according to CDC guidelines, I am keeping masks. And so um, I'd like to go in and see the program here. Learning loss as an educator means a 
Like, I want him to get better because I'm, you know, it's the United States and this is a position, even though I didn't vote for the dude, this is a position that which I don't want to be imperiled for obvious national security reasons. Uh, So I, I want him to recover. But here's the thing that here's the kicker for me. I saw this Associated Press piece this morning. It says all out effort to keep Biden COVID free. No normal yet. This is the most protected person on God's green earth. This is the most protected person out there, bar none. And he has the coronavirus, okay? And so the Associated Press in this piece, this was my takeaway, quote, White House officials have expressed both political and policy concerns over a possible Biden infection. Though the vaccines are highly effective, a breakthrough case could erode public confidence in the shots and also be used as a political cudgel. You mean the guy who's gotten more vaccines and boosts than probably anybody? That him still getting COVID and also being the most protected person on earth? Him still getting COVID might undermine public. Yeah, I I would say so. I would think so. And so he's supposed to be, I guess, what did they say? He has cold-like symptoms. It makes you wonder, are they going to try to use this as a leverage to everybody wear masks again? If they do, I promise you that the discrepancy between votes for Republicans and Democrats are going to get bigger. So I'm not opposed to them trying this. I am not going to wear a mask again. If someone asks me to wear one, I'll set it on fire in the street in front of them. Not going to do it again. I'm not wearing a glorified face panty because it doesn't stop the the particles from the virus. The microns are too small. They get through the weave. Okay. (sighs) So he is... What does what the hell is wrong with what does he have? Does he still have the other thing? Are we going to get answers on that from the doc today? Telling him about his health. The White House said, oh, he tested for positive. He was. Oh, Kane, here it is. He is fully vaccinated. What does that even mean? And twice. twice, Wait, wait, wait. I want to know definition. I think fully fully vaccinated is two shots, preferably from two different sources. Yeah, but I heard that you had to also bathe in the blood of embryos that were used to develop one of the vaccines also to be fully. I I have a tinfoil hat and I didn't hear that. Okay, never mind. I'm just not sort of maybe being facetious. (laughs) So what is like, what is the full vaccine? Okay, here's Mayo Clinic. I love how people, no one can just give you a damn number. How many shots you got to get, docs? How many? How many you're supposed to? They don't even know. They don't even know. There's like four paragraphs here. I feel like I'm reading like a long rambling monologue before a recipe. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you go online and you're looking at a recipe and you're like, jump to the recipe already. I don't care about your sob story and all your stupid photos. Just show me the goods. So the even Axios has a piece called the shifting definition of fully vaccinated. Because they don't apparently know. So this is the this was the last thing this was on uh, uh, from Rochelle Walensky. She had said during a press briefing, if you've gotten your second dose, but if you're not eligible for a booster, you're up to date. If you're eligible for a booster and you haven't gotten it, you're not up to date and you need your booster. What? (laughs) 
Uh, it makes me feel like I'm drunk. I just like, what? What is the... And then apparently, I think Canada's is a little bit different than what ours is because science... Oh, hey, in Canada, it's way much more contagious up here, eh? Because of the maple syrup effect, didn't you know? Eh? I don't know. Who cares about science? I, I, I think that you're only fully vaccinated if you get your booster on a full moon. And then if you didn't get your booster on a full moon, you got to wait to the other full moon. And then you need to make sure you have a sprig of holly and then in your hand, in your left hand, and then also get the booster under a full moon. Then you're fully vaccinated. Sounds legit. Sounds totally legit. I think that that is probably correct, Kane. I just, the, the definition, so he's, anyway, back to my point. The statement from the White House said he's fully vaccinated and twice boosted. But he got it, though. So does it prevent no. the virus or not? No. So then it's a therapeutic. Not even that, really. The same thing that they got mad when people were taking ivermectin. To ease their symptoms, the left maliciously went out there and accused the right of claiming that ivermectin cured the virus when no one that is a human has said this. No person, no one on earth has said that except for the left accusing everyone else of saying that. We've only ever said it uh, helps with your uh, symptoms because it does. And it did. My doctor told me so. My doctor prescribed it because the first like two days it's like it's like spiked your inflammation and it helps control that or something. They explained it to me, but I honestly admit I fell asleep. So, and it helped. It just helps ease the symptoms. That's a therapeutic. And they got mad. Oh, therapeutics. That's what this is. We're going to ban you on the Twitters. How dare you talk about our, our godlike nectar such in such a bad way, you cretin. It's nectar of the gods. It'll prevent all evil. Not really. I, we should get our money back because we were told, Kane, reliably, that everything, because now they're like, oh, it's not really normal yet, guys. You have San Diego and all these other cats like talking about bringing back the masks. Chimney Christmas. So really quickly, the just going back on the cancer thing, do we know if they're, if they're like, only going to talk about coronavirus or are they going to mention like the, the cancer? that he, what, And what is it? Because he says he had to use windshield wipers to literally get the old the oil slick off the window, and that's why he said why he and so many other and so damn many other people have cancer. What? And then there was the thing where apparently he had like melanoma or something done. His his November twenty twenty one physical. He had non melanoma skin cancers removed. Okay, yes, that's what I'm looking. At. Okay, so it said this is his twenty twenty one physical that was released in November. Dermatology consultation reviewed non-melanoma skin cancers. Uh, looking at the paragraph, and some he had non-melanoma skin cancers removed with most surgery (MOHS) before he started his presidency, and then some other something else I can't pronounce and liquid nitrogen cryotherapy. Okay, so he had something. I mean, that's like from his his thing. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. We have a lot more to get into uh, with all of this because now the DHS secretary is blaming the Republicans for the border crisis. I'm not making this up. I got some polls for you. They're bad. The Muppet mashing is getting worse. The attorney for the girls whose mother claimed that they were ignored by the racist Muppet Rosita 
made a statement in which he said, quote, terminate that Muppet. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. We got wokery and all kinds. So you don't want to miss. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. 1188 or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. CPAC Chairman Matt Schlapp explains why firing Nancy Pelosi and winning the midterms needs to be our white hot focus or 2024 might not even matter. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, Matt and I also discuss how a small number of leftists are ruining our corporations and institutions and why conservative ideas are better because they work and they make us happy. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. There's no excuse. No excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. I uh, have a question. Uh, He's been vaccinated, though, and he got it again. Right? Isn't this the second time? Uh, when's When's the first time he got it? You know, I was looking uh, for that on on uh, Google, and I only found something about a quarantine, but didn't they didn't confirm that he actually contracted it. And there have been several times in the past eighteen months where he's been sort of absent from the press for several days, mm. and nothing was announced. I think that if he, I don't know, I just I just because I'm suspicious, naturally so. I just feel like they might they might use this as a way to say, oh well, you know, look, it's not normal. We uh, need to we need to go back to locking down and wearing masks and all this garbage again. Just kind of feels a little bit like that, in a way, you know, really does. So the issue of the border i have we're going to talk about the dhs secretary saying this is the republicans fault i know i don't even understand and he's blaming them for the crisis i also have some studies new polls dems don't want joe as their candidate his approval quinnipiac has him at 31 we have that for you we have wokery we got muppets we have woke skulls center racism more stick with us 
We've recently had some huge wins for Truth and the American family, so it feels like the pendulum may be swinging back to a point of sense, and the center of change has to be the family, your family. There's no company doing more to help you bring your family and friends to the table than Good Ranchers. It might feel overwhelming to wrangle everyone to the table and still make a great meal at the same time, but Good Ranchers makes it easy. Good Ranchers delivers straight to your door and guarantees meat born, raised, and harvested 100% here in the U.S. of A. Whether you grill or put it in the skillet or oven bake it or fry it, all the meat tastes like you did so much more work than you actually did. So right now, use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping. There's no company doing more to help you bring your family and friends to the table than Good Ranchers. Make gatherings at the table common again with Good Ranchers and support American agriculture. Visit GoodRanchers.com Dana to start bringing people to the table, creating change in America, and eating seriously delicious food. Right now, use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping from GoodRanchers.com Dana. Access Highway was just too dangerous to cross some of the streets. And my mother would get in the... And when it came spring, I mean, it came in the fall. This is the God's truth. And you'd get in the car, and there's a little frost on the window, turn on the windshield wiper, there'd be an oil slick. Not a joke. I have asthma, and 80% of the people who, in fact, we grew up with have asthma. Um, asthma, a stutter... Cancer, the skin cancer, COVID. What does he not have? Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. You can sign up for the Substack chapter and verse. I get, I think he, and I realize that people are, Kane said that the, the only thing that the White House said about the cancer remark is that they retweeted, would you say, Glenn Kessler over at WAPO, his piece. And there's, they seem to be shrugging it off. They're like, well, he had skin cancer. But he didn't say he had it in the past tense. He's like, I have it. He says, I have it. And then he gives these long, insane, just starts to ramble. Part of this, I think, is Biden's ego. Because Biden thinks that he is such a communicator. He really thinks highly of himself. This is the classic example of someone who has never told the truth about their abilities. He just rambles and he makes these major issues for himself. I still cannot believe whoever advanced his speech yesterday and had him standing in a garbage dump by the river. That was his background is mystifying to me. That person should be fired. That was just one of the most that you know what? I don't want to hear anyone say another damn thing about Rudy Giuliani being in front of that garden shop. What is it? He wouldn't even in front of like a lawn care place or something like that. Not after this. Y'all don't get to make fun of Rudy no more. Not after this. This is crazy. I think there's actual trash back there. I it just, it's just, um, do you guys remember the flashback too when, with the coronavirus, when the president said, I was looking at this piece from Business Insider. When Trump had coronavirus, people freaked out. There were so many stories, Axios, The Atlantic, Business Insider, White House staffers are mad about Trump's diagnosis and terrified that he's back from the hospital while infected. Axios, it is insane that he would return to the White House and jeopardize his staff's health. The Atlantic, waiting and worrying for their friends and families. I mean, they were freaking out that Trump went back to the White House. Hey, but now Biden can isolate in the White House and it's no big deal. 
Not at all. No big deal. Don't worry about it. Jiminy Christmas. It is amazing. But I wouldn't expect anything less. So a few other things, because the president keeps pushing the uh, climate thing. I noticed this morning, Secretary Mayor Poot had tweeted, good morning, gas prices are going down. So previously, the president doesn't control Putin's price hike. Now, the president completely controls the price of gas. The White House had tweeted, under this administration, the current drop in gas remains one of the fastest declines in over a decade. Gas prices have declined, they said in there. They were, they were all out tweeting it. They said gas prices have declined uh, an average of nearly 60 cents since their peak last month. The average gas price is now three ninety nine or less in, in four whole states, guys. You save 16 cents on your hot dog. It's still, it's still, yeah, as Kane notes, it's still several dollars more than when, when he took over, when he was president. Zero. Wait, he wasn't responsible, though, when they increased. But now he, so wasn't this, wouldn't this be Putin's price decrease? I'm not just asking that. A lot of people are. Isn't it Putin's price decrease? That would make sense. If it was Putin's price hike, isn't it Putin's price decrease? Putin price cut. Four whole states. The Putin price cut for gas. It's cut 50 cents off your gas. And in four whole states, it's actually declined. Enjoy your savings, peasants. And then you have Secretary Mayor Putin, who has no job except to run with the talking points given to him. Who's saying gas prices are going down like he's had something to do with that. He hasn't had anything to do with it. He was asked about this more, uh, audio soundbite seven, because he was asked by CNBC about the Putin price cut. Listen. Anticipating higher prices all the way through the end of the year and beyond. Uh, If prices go back up, do you then have to take blame for the higher prices if you take a victory lap now? Hmm. Look, no one's out here saying mission accomplished. We just want to make Um, sure that it's understood that uh, the measures that the president and the administration have taken to uh, help to reduce the the price of oil seem to be having an effect. Hmm. Hmm. So that seems that you have to take the blame. Then, you know, if you take victory line up, but he's uh, no. And he could not. He could not understand. We were playing the, the audio of the EV stuff for you yesterday. Nobody, nobody's going to do that, especially when now you're being told not to rely upon the grid so much in states where you've been dealing with a heat wave because it is summer. The, I wanted to pull this in. This is audio soundbite eight. So they have, I guess while the president's isolating, they got Secretary Poot out there pushing for the climate change emergency. Listen. Nobody thinks that you can uh, make this change overnight, but also I think there's a clear understanding that when it comes to the climate, we're running out of time. Uh, the, the science is unambiguous in terms of the uh, level of threat, in terms of the lives and livelihoods uh, that America and the world stand to lose if we don't accelerate our action. Mm, yeah, I don't. That's no, no, not not accurate. I was reading this great thread from Daniel Turner who was laying out exactly because the president was supposed to be he he was he was actually going to be making an address today he was going to be what in Pennsylvania no Pennsylvania 
Ohio. He's going to be traveling today. Now, obviously, he's not. Yeah, he said that the he had a, a thread and he mentioned in 1988, Senator Worth, Democrat from Colorado, chair of Energy and National Resources Committee, held the first hearing on global warming. And he noted it was political theater. And as Senator Worth later admitted, they checked the Weather Bureau to find that the historically hottest day in D.C. and then chose that date for the hearing. The night before, they opened all the windows in the hearing room and said the A.C. wasn't working. Everyone was hot and sweaty for the cameras. And then he said climate guru James Hansen laid out the case. We have to act now to avoid the crisis. The threat was imminent and irreversible. That was 34 years ago. He adds the globalists soon followed. Months later, the U.N. famously concluded the Maldives would be underwater by 2000, which they they aren't. They said most of Bangladesh would, too. Famine, end of civilization. And this was only a decade after the experts parroted by New York Times propagandist Walter Sullivan write about the coming Ice Age. Spock even made a PSA in 1978, Leonard Nimoy, about the Ice Age. I don't know if you guys knew that. I remember in school, when I was in elementary school, it's like 20, I have it here, it's like 21 minutes long. I remember... Like late 80s, early 90s, I graduated in the uh, later on in the 90s. They had, I remember hearing about like uh, global cooling, not like a global warming thing. So he adds, Turner adds now a decade later, a complete 180 based on the science and the experts and the time to act is now. The timing is curious. In 1988, the economy was warring, was roaring. H.W. hadn't yet tanked Reagan's work yet. So in the so in the largesse and comfort of economic bounty, a new cause was born. No one ever explained why the Maldives aren't underwater. In fact, they're bigger. No one has ever explained why the science was wrong then, but it's correct now. You just shut up and wear your mask and buy an electric car. And they they basically the whole point is that government is, oh, my gosh, we have to have some sort of threat. That we can use to justify our proclamation that only the government can save you. And the only people who can navigate you through this threat are our experts and our science, not just science, our science. And you cannot ask for receipts. You cannot ask questions because a mere asking of a question signals the presence of suspicion or the presence of you don't necessarily buy entirely what they're telling you. And a question signals the potential for someone to be a denier. And if someone is a denier, then because they don't like our science, we'll just conveniently say that they don't like science and we go from there. All rights must be surrendered for the greater good. And anything less than that is selfishness. It's not selfish to want the fruits of someone else's labor. It's selfish to, that you expect to keep the fruits of your own labor. And of course, people like John Kerry with his private planes and uh, Prince uh, Second String Ginge from the UK who came over here with his suitcase, his briefcase wife, uh, they take private flights apparently everywhere. They're also big climate change promoters. It's all, it's, it just has to do with an emergency. I think Turner made a really good point when he said that it's the same as like taking your shoes off at TSA. It's like the same thing as wearing your mask. It's all the same thing. The whole war on terror. Was, was there ever any definitive win of a war on terror? No, but look at everybody. We all go through airport security and we all take out our liquids and we all put our 
potentially explosive liquids all in one spot. You know, we bottleneck ourselves at the entrance, the greatest area of vulnerability. We put all of our potential explosives in the exact same spot, all right near where the people are coming through in a bottleneck fashion. I mean, it's just genius. And then you see, we, we never, we ne- like, there was never any war on terror. There was, no one ever defeated the virus like, like Biden had said. It's all just an emergency. You have to have some kind of emergency because they have to have some kind of tool, something to use to justify continued grabs for power. You can't tell people that you need to take over the economy and shut it down if there's no threat for no good reason. You can't pay attention to science. That's why they altered science. Normally, everybody else would be like natural immunity. No, we can't have that because natural immunity means that the solution is out of the control of government's hands. Nope, you can't trust trust natural immunity. You can only trust a basic therapeutic administered by the government that we developed. They changed the definition, as Kane notes, of vaccinated in order to boost their narrative. They continually changed the definition of fully vaccinated. They tried to rewrite the history on like hundreds of years of established science. All to justify, oh, there's an emergency and only the government can help you. You can't open your own business during lockdown. Only we can do that. Oh, my gosh. And then when the attention for the virus waned, then, ladies and gentlemen, now here it's a climate emergency. Forget that we tried to fearmonger you with global cooling just 20 years ago. It's all about climate. And then they changed the name of that. They don't use global warming anymore. It's climate change. Whenever they start to get caught and found out, they start changing definitions and changing names again. And it's about more than just wealth distribution, redistribution. It's about accumulating power. We got more on this here coming up. With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and your constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they've been on the front lines fighting for your values. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans, and thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to accompany fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Visit PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code Dana to get free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts just for you. Come join the movement and make the switch. PatriotMobile.com Dana, PatriotMobile.com Dana, or call 972-PATRIOT. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. A record 2.8 million AR-15 and AK 
style rifles entered U.S. circulation in 2020, says NSSF. This piece from Forbes, because they are commonly owned. National Shooting Sports Foundation estimates the U.S. imported or manufactured a record-breaking 2.8 million of the semi-automatic rifles in 2020 alone. They subtracted exports to other countries from its figures. It is a sizable jump from NSSF's last recorded figures, which estimated almost 20 million of these rifles were in circulation in the U.S. as of 2018, because it is commonly owned. Just FYI. I cannot believe this story. Kentucky quarterback Will Levi's drinks his coffee with mayonnaise. Wildcats quarterback. Very interesting way of drinking nasty coffee. He legit, what is Miracle Whip though? I ain't not, I ain't, look, sidebar y'all, no, no, no. I'm not about to have that fight between you people and ref the fight between the people, the Miracle Whip people and the regular mayonnaise people. I am not here for that slap fight between y'all. I'm just saying it is nasty that this man squeezes, squeezes Miracle Whip into his coffee in the morning. It started when he was eating breakfast with his girlfriend at like a cafe. And he was wondering why there was mayo at the table. And she jokingly suggested maybe it was because some people put it in their coffee. He understood it was a joke, but he he was going to try it anyway. And apparently he liked it. What is wrong with this man? No. The Miracle Whip I do approve of. That's all I'm going to say about it. I don't want to hear it. Because that will... I'm not kidding you. I get more mail sometimes about mayo. Little side comments that I make. I like Miracle Whip. Uh, also, I don't really like this one. Uh, the Well, well, I, I'm not going to get to the other one. I'll do this one first. Kansas. The abortion vote in Kansas. Kansas is one of the first states that's going to be determining how this rolls in their state. A new poll shows that... Um, Democrats are more energized than Republicans, and this is going to make the abortion vote in Kansas close. This is what is being reported by 538. We'll talk about that here coming up. We've got economy, wokery. Dave Chappelle got canceled again. We're going to talk about that in Senate races. Stay with us. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Um, the border, the border is secure. The border, um, we are working to make the border more secure. That has been a historic challenge. Uh, I have said to a number of legislators who expressed to me that um, we need to address the challenge at the border before um, they pass legislation. Um, what? How is the border secure? This is DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. 
It's not, though. What a, what a mind-numbing, ridiculous response that he had. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. I can tell you that it's not. I mean, we're not even processing people who cross illegally anymore. The Washington Free Beacon had already reported. This was, I had this from, this was like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this was back in July. Uh, well, sorry, weeks ago. The, the last story they had was a couple of days ago because they got the receipts, the memo, the internal DHS memo that they obtained. And it showed that they are not uh, processing as many illegal illegal entrants as they were. Like it dropped by 80%. We're not even prosecuting people anymore. It has plunged by 80% the drop in prosecutions. And the number that were prosecuted in 2021, it's already less than, you know, a quarter of the number of prosecutions the previous year. When you consider how many people are coming into the country, it's it's crazy. In 2021, they only, they said out of all the people that are coming, they said that they had 2,896 migrants apprehended on the southwest border, illegal entrants. And this is according to, uh, it was part of the Free Beacon piece. 2,896 illegal entrants apprehended on the southwest border transferred to U.S. Marshal Service custody in the 2021 fiscal year. That was the memo that they had from DHS. Now, in 2020, the fiscal year, it was over 13,000. It's not because there are fewer people crossing illegally. It's that they're just not doing anything about it. In fact, more people than ever. I mean, more people than ever crossing. What is that? Bill Malugin has been doing some great stuff. Like at Eagle Pass and elsewhere. They said that the. This is NBC. It's another record. Surges and border crossings rarely seen like this. They said that Customs and Border Patrol Protection stopped illegal entrants at the southwest border more than 240,000 times just in May. That's just in May. The number of individuals who tried to cross the border was up by 160,000. In May alone, illegal entrants from Colombia accounted for nearly 20,000. That was up from 821 the year prior. This is crazy. And the prosecutions, they like to, tar- they like to tout, oh, well, people are being arrested and let go. I mean, that's according to, to border control. CBS News had just a couple of days ago another story on the unlawful crossings along the border, setting a record for June. They said that there were over 222,000 apprehensions. That was just in uh, May. Just in May. I am, it's stunning. It is absolutely stunning. So they said that comparing fiscal year 2021, you had 1,734,686. For fiscal year 2022, now this was just uh, two days ago, 
And this is according to Customs and Border Protection. This is just two days ago. We still have, we still have the rest of this month. We have August, September, October, November, December. We still have five more months to finish this year. And so far, from just literally from the beginning of the year till July 18th, 1,746,119,000 illegal entrants into the country. Now, remember what I told you about the number of those being prosecuted? 2,000 something. Although, that was, la- now t- that was last year. I'm, and even if it's for fiscal year, Kane notes, which ends in October, that's still, like, you know, you still have two and a half months. That's crazy. That's just insane. So when Mayorka says, oh, the border's secure, from what? Doesn't seem like it. I mean, and, and you can't call everybody asylum seekers. Most of the, like 99% of the people don't even qualify for it. There were only 23,000 U.S. immigration agents and officers stationed along the border with Mexico. I mean, it is a mess. A mess. Now, they said that just in June alone, and this is coming from Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner Office, Commissioner's Office, in just over 90,381 or 47% of the Border Patrol apprehensions in June led to illegal entrants being quickly expelled to Mexico or their home, their, their own country. But they're not even prosecuted. That's not even, they're just done. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, it's nuts. So, no. What, are, what is he talking about? If he thinks the border is secure, he needs to be fired. Because it is not. Not in the slightest. I have a few other things here to hit as well. So we got some wokery. Minneapolis is, well, Dave Chappelle. People got very upset with Dave Chappelle. Because of his jokes. He didn't even have, I, I think people who, who think that he is offensive. He's a comedian, number one. They definitely didn't listen to his last special. He had a stand-up in Minneapolis. It was canceled yesterday, hours before he was set to perform. So he ended up moving it. He moved, he, he moved it to the Variety Theater in Minneapolis. It was going to be at First Avenue Theater. But the Woke Scolds and First Avenue Theater decided that right before his show, they were going to cancel him because a group of activists said that Chappelle was transphobic because they don't know what that word means. And Chappelle joked, yeah, there were a small number of transgender lunatics, which is true. And he chastised the First Avenue Theater for not having more courage, which is true. And so he had a very successful show. At the lovely Variety Theater in Minneapolis. That's Variety Theater in Minneapolis. So he had his show there. And people, they, they had the, uh, the, he would joke and he said, I can see the, I can see a transgender hit squad from a mile off. His, it, it, and that's according to the Star Tribune. Phones were not allowed inside the event. And he said that he joked, according to Star Tribune's TV critic, that quoted him as saying that the small group of protesters who turned up at the show to terrorize fans were, quote, probably hired by my wife, who's determined to suck the joy out of my life, which is just funny. 
But they had, they like wrote all over the theater, Blank Chappelle and all this stuff and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Apparently, like kids of some of the people who work at First Avenue Theater had been threatened. And then he, but he's like, you should, you need to be more courageous. So it's the Varsity Theater, ladies and gentlemen, Varsity Theater in Minneapolis who made that show possible. Imagine being so narrow minded that you're going to cancel a show of someone just because you don't like their jokes. You're a caricature, an actual walking caricature of gender appropriation, but whatever. Some of the, the most sexist people I've ever met in my entire life are progressive men who claim to be women. No, you don't know the struggle. You don't. Crazy. So they went after Dave Chappelle again. He's uncancelable, uncancelable though, because he has blank you money. So now, get this, there's more. Oh, wait, I got more. University has has decided, according to campus reform, that anti-plagiarism policies are racist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the assistant professor at the University of Cincinnati has argued that policing for plagiarism, quote, harms black and Latinx students, end quote. Because the professor is apparently a giant racist who doesn't think that minority students can write their own thoughts and thus always all of them result to plagiarism. So, yeah, that's he actually this is what he said. He published an article within Inside Higher Ed and he argued exam surveillance and policing like zero tolerance of of plagiarism harm black and Latinx students. A legit dude who said this. He is from D.C. He's born and raised in D.C. So that explains everything because it's D.C. So there you go. Everything is racist. Even even being against plagiarism. Isn't that just the the actual inherent racism? Because you're saying that you don't believe that minority students can write their own thoughts. That's racist. This guy's a racist. Somebody, he, he should just, he needs to take his clan hood off before he writes his stuff in uh, Inside Education. Because it's, just imagine this. Just think of it this for a second. Imagine so, someone has said this statement. Black and La- Latino students cannot write papers without plagiarism. Thus, anti-plagiarism policies are racist. Now, Take the anti-plagiarism policies are racist off. The statement, the belief that minority students can't write their own thoughts, legit sounds like it was written by the Klan. Woke schools and the Klan are the same. I feel like we're in a Scooby-Doo episode where somebody just unmasked a woke scold and then it was a Klan hood and then they had to take that off too. (laughs) They're the same people. Like, they, they believe the same things. Wait a minute, you think that black and brown students are too stupid to write their own thoughts? I do think that. Whoa, look at them. They, the woke scolds and the actual racists, have common ground. Imagine that, because they're the same. It's insanity. All right, I got one more note on this. I'm going to get to the rallying thing. J.K. Rowling, they're still going after her. I, I'll save that for next hour. I, that's how much wokery we have. Disney... I know. That's all I got to say. And that's the headline. Disney is ditching the phrase fairy godmothers. They're going to use the more gender neutral title 
apprentices for cast members who work at their dress-up salons. So apparently they have dress-up salons at Disney, having not gone, I don't know. Um, And they said that they are giving, I guess they were called fairy godmothers, and now they're changing them and calling them apprentices. Fairy godmother was so much better. What about, wait, what about fairy god birthing person? Or fairy god some people. But then wouldn't fairy be like, I don't know, is that going to, everything is stupid. We're our language, we're going to start sounding dumber and dumber because of the language that everyone is being expected to use. It's insane. Yeah, fairy god person with the capacity for pregnancy. These people are nuts. I hope, by the way, I hope First Avenue lost a ton of money because they deserved it. Arizona Senate candidate Blake Masters joins me to discuss why he believes it's game over for the U.S. if the Democrats win the midterms. I'm Sarah Carter on the latest Sarah Carter Show. I'll also ask Masters about President Trump and Elon Musk and tell you how President Biden is sending our precious energy reserves to Hunter Biden's buddies in China. Join me. Follow The Sarah Carter Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got, uh, I got a lot here. Uh, it's been a kind of a busy week, I think, for our Florida man friends. Okay, so first up, this is, I don't know how, I think it's funny, actually. Owner of Florida Diner Sweeties posts ir- very irreverent messages on its marquee, often insulting the town mayor and chief of police to the amusement of motorists and woke warriors. It's hysterical. Rick Reed is part owner of Sweeties Diner in Fort Pierce. Now, sometimes they directly jab the Fort Pierce police chief, Diane Hobley Bernie, or Mayor Linda Hudson. I can't even say what some of these are. Uh, I can't. I don't think I can read last week's sign, Kane, the dinosaur one. No. What do you call a lesbian dinosaur? I can't. Don't stop Googling. You listeners quit it. Don't do it. So they said that um, Reed was asked about it, and he said that associating either the chief or the mayor with lesbian dinosaurs would, quote, be an insult to lesbian dinosaurs everywhere. He goes, this is the First Amendment. I think it's actually hysterical. And he said, uh, like, he, they have some more, some tamer signs, like, your utility bill go up? Call Mayor Hudson with her personal number. Um, like, for instance, they have, some of his favorite signs include, all I want for Christmas is a new chief of police. Hobbly bobbly sat on our wall and it fell, the end. They said, all, law enforcement week, all LEO received 20% off except hobbly bobbly. Uh, they said, Fort, Fort Police... Fort Pierce Police theme song, Send in the Clowns, BLT or Burger Fries, $5.99. They said, no hobbly, bur- hobbly bobbly, sir, but we have oxtail, $9.95. And then they go after the mayor, saying, Mayor Hudson, since you're two-faced, can you make one pretty? <laughs> <laughs> and City Hall is run like a whorehouse. That's also one that he said. And then he had one saying, if the mayor and police chief lived together, they'd be broom mates. This is actually 
what is it? What's the one the uh, uh, they've made a book about it? Uh, Arroyo's Arroyo's restaurant. And they have their big signs. This is like the non this is like the rated R version of that. Oh, man, it is actually too funny and it's worth the whole segment. Uh, I'll, I'm a, I'll send that in your prep because it's too good not to. This, uh, oh, man, tomorrow I'll tell you more about the U.S. woman who was killed in an alligator attack in Florida. That's a horrible, horrible story. Watch out for any bodies of water, including droplets and puddles. Stick with us. we got another hour on the way. Welcome to the program. We're anticipating the president's, uh, his, he's going to be speaking. Well, actually, his doctor's going to be speaking. We're going to take some of that because he's going to talk about his coronavirus uh, diagnosis. As I said, welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon. And uh, President Trump has issued a statement. I'm going to read it. I wish I could do his voice because you can tell it was dictated and it is amazing because so... This is he no joke. He this is the statement that he came out with about this. It's a it's his statement released just a little bit ago after the announcement that President Biden has has the uh, woo flu. It's it says statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. Joe Biden, who many have said is our worst president, has come down with a case of the China virus. Despite being vaccinated, I hope Sleepy Joe is able to bounce back quickly, as much as I was. Doctors described my fight against the China virus as Herculean, and not meaning the woke Disney Hercules, but the Kevin Sorbo one, the Lou Ferrigno one as well. Joe, I wish you a speedy recovery, even though you are taking America in the wrong direction. No one wants Kamala. Is this real? I'm going to pretend it is anyway, because this is exactly what I would tell him. No, that's real. That's his actual statement. Oh, boy. Did you, did you, that is his legit actual, the Lou Ferrigno one was really good too. This is his actual legit statement. It is, it's hysterical. And I approve. Yes, I do. He actually, I love this. And not meaning the woke Disney Hercules, but rather the Kevin Sorbo one. The Lou Ferrigno one as well. I love how he gets that in there. That is the statement from the president of the United, from Donald Trump, President Trump on President Biden. It is hysterical. Can I read it again? Because I love it. I just, I am best friends with this statement. So just in case you didn't, the president has come, President Trump has issued a statement about President Biden getting coronavirus, and I'm not making this up. Joe Biden, who many have said is our worst president, has come down with a case of the China virus despite being vaccinated. I hope Sleepy Joe is able to bounce back quickly as much as I was. Doctors described my fight against the China virus as Herculean, not meaning the woke Disney Hercules, but rather the Kevin Sorbo one, the Lou Ferrigno one as well. Joe, I wish you a speedy recovery, even though you are taking America in the wrong direction. No one wants Kamala. You know he yelled that one. As he you know he yelled that last bit when he was dictating it. <laughs> that was too funny. Oh my gosh, every statement needs to be like this. Oh my gosh, it needs to be like this. So uh we're waiting to hear from the uh doc about the uh 
double, triple vaxxed and multi-boosted president? The number of, how many shots has he gotten? I know he did like two of them. Four total. Ooh, four of them total. Okay. There you go. Yeah, there you have it. Four total. And still, mm, got it. Okay. We're just making sure. All right. Okay. Well, and when the president, when the president's doctor comes out, what doctor is it coming out? Dr. Feelgood, right? <laughs> Dr. Teddy Feelgood? I don't know. I'm just making it up. We need to have like a go-to doctor named Teddy Feelgood on the show. We need to find a doctor with that name. Or maybe just somebody who identifies as a doctor who I has think that name. It's the White so House Coronavirus Coordinator, Ashish Jha. Oh, I, oh yeah. I, um, uh, Ajit Jha, yes. Okay. So that's who that okay. is. Yeah, he should, be, he should actually be relatively informative. Uh, when he when he speaks and so we'll bring that to you when we get it uh, when they start uh, when they start when he starts discussing the pre- we're going to dive into it I'm not going to carry the whole thing I don't know if they're going to take uh, questions for uh, from the press I'm not quite sure and I don't know if he's going to talk about the president saying that he had cancer or had a skin cancer or something yesterday it was also weird he rambled and then he started talking about he uh, oil on windshields and then he said he had cancer. And we know from his November t- uh, 2021 physical that he had non-melanoma cancer, skin removed, and then um, like a cryotherapy thing. So there you go. All right. And like I said, we will carry all of that when uh, we get it, when, the, when, they, when he comes up and uh, speaks at the mic. All right, so a few other things, because there's been kind of a lot. We're watching what's happening in, uh, in D.C. They are try- they're wanting to push uh, the assault weapons thing in the Senate. I don't know if that's actually going to be as successful as they think. It is all de- I mean, it, it kind of all depends uh, how they decide to redo or modify the language, and then, of course, they would have to send it back to the House for final approval, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I just um, not, I don't see that going through the Senate because so many races are right there at the line. There's there's a couple of toss-ups that would, I think that would, it, it would be a huge negative for those senators. The House doesn't care. The House doesn't, it's almost like Pelosi doesn't care. She's not going to strategize. This is what you would do if you were mad at your party in the Senate. You know, it almost makes me think that that's like she's like messing with them by having that on the calendar, pulling it to the floor, taking a vote and sending it over. Interesting. So I know I have I there's been I'm, I'm writing a piece about this as well and also pulling in some of the um, wobbly senators that may or may not because they would need uh, a number of Republican senators to support senators to support it. And I don't think you're going to get mansion. And I think it would be more of Democrats not going, not supporting it more so than uh, more so than actually Republicans, because you would have Manchin, et cetera, and Cinema and some others, even. And I told you, even, uh, you know, Mark Kelly in Arizona. So we shall see. We're waiting for the press, the press conference to begin. Also on deck. House Democrats have blocked a bill to ban strategic oil sales to China. 
It was a vote that took place yesterday late afternoon as we were winding up our third hour of programming. The amendment was a GOP-led amendment, and it was going to prevent the Biden administration and the U.S. Department of Energy from selling our SPR, our Strategic Petroleum Reserve, oil in that, to China. 219 House Democrats voted to block the bill from going forward. David Valado, a Republican from California, spoke on the House floor in support of it, saying, it, which it, I agree, it's common sense. I, it's, it's kind of amazing to me that, they, that this was done. We're providing a foreign adversary with fuel. We're giving China. I wonder if that was a deal. Uh, tinfoil had time. Is that a deal that, that uh, Biden, that Hunter had made, like with China or something? And because they weren't able to really do stuff with Russia, now we have to fulfill that that agreement. Is that what this is? That's the only thing that makes sense to me. And usually in situations like these, you know, it's Occam's razor. It's like the most obvious thing is the correct one. I have no, I mean, I'm, I have no other way to wrap my head around this. I, I, I can't imagine why they would do it. it. It makes no sense. Now, I was reading this morning the president's fact sheet on executive actions for climate and to address extreme heat and boost offshore wind. Fun fact. This was probably, when was this? I want to say like 04. Teddy Roosevelt and other, not Roosevelt, sorry, Kennedy. Do you remember when he was fighting the windmills, the Cape Wind Project? ABC had written about this, and it wasn't just Teddy Kennedy, it was Edward Kennedy, too. They had a huge fight with Cape Wind. They said that the project was going to generate 79% of the power for Cape Cod, Nantucket, and Martha's Vineyard. And they had been going back and forth in these regulatory fights. And this piece is from ABC in 2007. They, this was just like even before then, it actually started, I think, in 99. Millions of dollars spent on this project. And the Kennedys, who are considered kind of like the icons of the Democrat Party, right? Fought it. Because they did not want the, uh, the way it was, is the clutter. They didn't want the uh, clutter on the water view of their vacation home. That's the complaint. They said it was going to be the construction of 130 windmills, apparently right back, right behind the Kennedy's place. And they said that they did not want their water view obstructed. So build them somewhere else. Go and obstruct someone else's water view. Now you have to go through when you can, when you make things like this, you have to go through a whole, you know, you have to survey the land and then you have to go through the regulatory, even, you know, like you do in similar ways with oil and gas. So it's not like they can just like pick it up and move it somewhere else. He wanted, they were going to have like these, they were trying to sweeten the deal and offer all of this stuff uh, for, you know, try to set them back, you know, X amount of nautical miles and they still had to watch for shipping or ferry lanes And what they ended up discovering is that such a requirement, all the requirements that the Kennedys were making would make it impossible to actually build the Cape Wind project. So they killed it because they did not want their vista 
ruined by windmills. I just think that that is so fascinating. I think that also shows you just how deep their commitment to green energy goes. Green energy is okay so long as it doesn't inconvenience me or it doesn't obstruct my view. This wasn't even like their main house. This was their vacation house. Not that that makes a difference, but you know what I mean? It's not, it wasn't, they're not even there all the time. And they love them some wind, don't they? I thought. Anyway, I bring this up because it's always that with these, with these people. That's it, it, this, the, always the same hypocrisy. So he says that they have their new executive actions, his new executive actions, as he lists them, they're going to protect communities from extreme heat and dangerous climate impacts. Now, note that they wait till the hottest portion of summer to do this, too. This is on purpose. They say the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, is announcing $2.3 billion in funding of the Building Resilient Infrastructure and Communities Program. It's going to help people, communities increase resilience to heat waves, drought, wildfires, flood, hurricanes, other hazards, preparing for disaster strikes. Isn't that what states and governors are responsible for doing? Anyway, they're tasked with that. Lower cooling costs for communities suffering from extreme heat. They want to have... Uh, the low income home energy assistance program expand it, I guess, to give out free efficient air conditioning equipment and then develop community cooling centers. And they said they want to help families with household energy costs. Why don't you just, I don't know, make energy prices drop so that those costs aren't increased? You morons. Germany, Christmas. We're going to talk about how they are flirting with the idea of offshore wind opportunities. And that's what made me think about the Kennedy thing. We're going to get into more of this. We're also waiting for the president to speak or the president's doctor. I keep messing that up. The president's doctor is going to speak about his uh, the president's coronavirus. And now all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five brought to you by Caltech. So Corinne Jean-Pierre is at the podium now, but as I said, we're going to go to it when his doc shows up and we can just take what his doc says about his COVID condition and all that stuff about POTUS's condition. So we'll, we're monitoring that. When something important happens, you'll know. We'll tell you before anybody else. All right, so some of the headlines that you need to kind of be aware of or just some fun stuff as well. First off, uh, I this is terrifying. A bear, this is in British Columbia, a bear ravages a car and has his bathroom break inside after he was trapped in there for three hours. A resident thought her vehicle was malfunctioning because the horn and lights started going off, but instead, surprise bear! You'll get a surprise bear in your car! Stephanie Haney had first heard her vehicle horn sounding around 10.30 p.m. Sunday night, Saturday night, excuse me, outside of her home. Everything looked normal when she peeked outside, but then at, 10, at 2 a.m. it started going off again. She grabbed her keys. She just, like, opens the driver's side door and... Boom, it's a bear. And she closed the door immediately and began screaming. At that point, the bear began cussing her, saying, Karen, why'd you close the door? No, it didn't happen like that. Uh, but the bear, but I, it is kind of funny that she just didn't leave the door open. She called uh, the police and said, there's a bear in my car. They responded, got the bear out. But they said that the this bear apparently has damaged 12 other vehicles over the last six weeks. So they said that they're really hard on cars. <laughs> They broke open door handles and windows. Yeah, you think? And they did. I think, didn't they get a picture of it or something? It, was, it looked like an angry bear trapped in a car. It's exactly what it looks like. Monkeys are horrible. Oh my gosh. 
a troop of killer monkeys threw they threw a four-month-old baby to his death from a three-story roof after snatching him from his mother. Oh my gosh. And I believe this was in this is in India. Uh, the dad, 25 years old, had been on his three-story roof terrace with his wife and son, and they just were attacked by this, like, I mean, they swarm you. And he said that they was trying to protect his baby. They were, like, pulling his hair, trying to, you know, the dad, trying to go for his eyes. Uh, he tried to protect his baby. One of them snatched the baby and then mercilessly launched him from the three-story roof. Uh, obviously, the boy was killed instantly. Uh, this is horrific. So now they're all like killing all of the monkeys, which, yeah, because that's terrifying. We have more to come, folks. The president, we're supposed to get an update about his COVID stuff. We'll keep you updated. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. We're going to jump into really quickly Dr. Ashish Jha, who is giving an update on the president's coronavirus status. I want to just a couple of minutes of this so to get you up to date. Check it out. Um, so, uh, as Corinne mentioned, I spoke to the president earlier. I also spoke uh, at length with Dr. O'Connor, who is um, the president's personal physician. And I'm happy to share the readout of these conversations with you, and then I'm happy to take questions. In terms of my conversation with the president, uh, he sounded great. I asked him, you know, Mr. President, how are you feeling? He said, I'm feeling fine. Um, he said he was, he was feeling fine. He had been working all morning. Uh, he hadn't even been able to finish his breakfast because he had just been busy. I encouraged him to finish his breakfast. Um, in terms of uh, my conversation with Dr. O'Connor, we, we talked at length about what happened this morning. Uh, as Corinne mentioned, uh, the president got his uh, regular testing that he does on his, on, on his regular cadence. Uh, after he tested positive, he reported uh, these symptoms that have been described. Dr. O'Connor examined him thoroughly found his exam to be normal, to be at his baseline. Um, and, uh, and then obviously he recommended that the president take Paxlovid. Uh, the president accepted that recommendation and has started Paxlovid and has taken his first course already. Um, I want to also just take a minute to sort of mark this moment. You know, because the president is fully vaccinated, double boosted, his risk of serious illness is dramatically lower. He's also getting treated with a very powerful antiviral, and that further reduces his risk of serious illness. And it's a reminder of the reason that we all work so hard to make sure that every American has the same level of protection that the president has. That every American has okay, the same level of protection. Okay, I gotta jump in because I don't give a rat's ass about him po- you know, politicizing this. Especially, and this is Dr. Ashish Jha, especially when right after he speaks here, Corinne Jean-Pierre jumps up and literally says, because she was asked, actually Dr. Jha was asked where he contracted COVID and, or the uh, Wu flu. And he kind of, he's like, well, it doesn't really matter. You know, we, are we, he goes, we don't really know. We don't really know. She jumps in and, and says, well, it doesn't matter where he was infected. That's what she said. Listen to this. Where was he infected? I, I don't think we know. Um, I certainly don't know if you, if you have any thoughts I, on I, it. 
Look, I, I don't think that, that matters, right? I think what matters is we prepared for this moment. I think what matters uh, is what Dr. Jha just laid out. Uh, if we look at where we were, were a year and a half ago, this is a president, when he walked in, one of his first priorities was to make sure we had a comprehensive plan to get people vaccinated. How does it not and matter so today, where he was? Now I'm done. How does it not matter where he was infected? Are you kidding me? I mean, this was a it. This was a guy who, who, basically, when we did, he called everyone murderers. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and now you're telling me that we don't, we don't. He blamed us for the for all of it and suggested that people who didn't go out and get not just didn't get vaccinated, not even just people who he wasn't talking about people who just didn't get the shot if you didn't get all of them oh well it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated every event is a super spreader event that's you know every event is a super spreader event and you're all absolutely irresponsible remember the 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 way that they i mean this wasn't just suggestions they've they outright accused people of this so i have a little so what would the fifth shot have made it to where he wouldn't have gotten the covid the woo flu no, don't think so. shot number five nah. hmm. i'm um it it matters i can't believe she just she says that it doesn't matter where he got this because there were entire areas that were locked down i don't think it matters i just don't think it it doesn't matter where exactly was he? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because just wild. You've never, you don't think you've ever gotten it, do you, Kane? Or maybe you did and you just didn't I know I think it. I did early on. Um, never really got, because there wasn't a test for it. I was tested for every other virus my doctor knew about at the time. And it was, none of those came back positive. So they were just like, well, we'll go home and, you know. Make sure you take your fluids, get your rest, and that's kind of literally how it, you know, was handled. If you're not watching the rest of the press conference, apparently it's just basically one giant uh, advertisement for Paxlovid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, is what they're. I think it got the virus from the vax. It's a pandemic it, of the vaccinated. It, cr- it creates the spike protein, which is essentially the virus. So you getting the vaccine stimulates your body to create the, the spike protein in order for your body to then fight it and learn how to fight it. So I'm guessing he got it from the vaccine, which is why they probably quickly shifted from that question. I'm just amazed. Um, What difference at this point does it make? It's like Hillary Clinton. What difference does it make? Oh, wow. I mean, I would imagine it really makes a difference to the uh, Saudis right now and all the people that he went to, you know, meet and sit by and, you know. His soup, the super spreader president. I look, I'm just saying that's what he called everybody else. So I just feel like, you know, it seems like that's I just it doesn't. So the rule now is that we don't care about where the infections happen. So you're not going to be doing contact tracing or anything like that. No more flow chart. Are we not? Are we going to are we going to see any more flow charts? Well, they were here and then here and then they got infected here. Are we going to see any of those? I mean, do you remember when entire states were told, oh, well, you know, don't if you come here, you you can't uh, uh, they had like a whole set of restrictions based on where certain hotspots were. 
Are you kidding me? This is not science. This is a joke. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where he was infected. You know, the U.S. Open uh, denied Novak Djokovic uh, from playing because he isn't vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. So clearly they care about it. It's just in this instance, they shifted quite quickly away from that question. And I'm, eh, it's a little sus to me. It's super sus. Uh, wow. And so Dr. Zhao, he was answering a question about Paxlovid and every, he's apparently he received a whole bunch of questions about rebounds. And he was like, well, when uh, when people have rebound, they don't end up in the hospital. They don't end up particularly sick. That's not the, the point, though. I mean, do re- these are people who counted just a singular contraction as like the same thing as like a death sentence. Yeah. That's how it's been treated. That's how, you know, all of it, et cetera. I mean, they they're so they're worried that with they're trying to so hard control the narrative on this because they're worried about the final group of people who still believe in their fear mongering on this that they're going to lose them because now they they everything that they've told them has met reality and they're two separate things you know the the messaging on this honestly do you know what he really should have done yeah there and the new spin is let me get I'm, I'm gonna get to that in a month you know how they should have done how they should do this they should say look the the variant because of a large part of this is due to the you know the natural immunity that's out there uh the variant is the least threatening uh he just has some cold like symptoms like a summer cold folks we have to learn how and and acclimate to living with this virus and because so many people have had it etc that it has made it to now where the you know these variants are not as strong as they were in the beginning. It's very different. So there's no need for concern. He's doing fine. That's how they should do this. But see, they have to have, what was I telling you last hour? You got to have an emergency. You got to have an emergency. Right now they're trying to shift to climate emergency. But at the same time, they can't say, oh, this is an emergency too. Because then everyone's like, well, wait a minute. He was literally the poster guy for getting all your shots. And he got all the shots. He did everything that he was to, And he still got it again. And then Kane noted, they're trying to spin it to, oh, well, thank heavens he was vaccinated and double boosted. So his symptoms are mild. You know, there, was, there are millions of people who never got any of this that had mild symptoms. And there were people who, I mean, when I had it over Christmas, one of my friends who had to get it because she worked in the medical field, like actually in a medical facility, had to get, was forced to get it by her job. She ended up contracting it. Interestingly, uh, her sibling also got it and had zero symptoms at the exact same time because they got it at a family gathering. She had it and was on the floor and she was vaccinated. I had it and I was like, I, we had the exact, she was like the first, she was a little actually worse off than me. She had it way longer, like had symptoms longer than me. I had aches and that a, fe- a slight fever for the first day and then just kind of was tired after that. I would much rather have had that than the flu a million times over. I would take that over the flu a million times over. The flu is like the worst thing I've ever had. <laughs> the, the, the coronavirus was a walk in the park compared to the flu. Flu is just, is, oh. But there were a lot of people who, I mean, I we had um, a group of friends like early on that got it and the wife had no symptoms. Husband definitely did. Wife, 
uh, kids, no symptoms at all. Another one of my friends, her whole family got it. Not a single one of them had symptoms. And they just did the test as kind of like a joke. Not like a joke, but, you know, let's just do it because we're right here, whatever. And never, they did, they were shocked when it came back positive. They're so shocked they did it again. No symptoms. So this whole, like, well, at least we have, you know, the, the as Kane noted, the, the presence of comorbidities is what, what, gives inflames the severity or increases the severity this is just insane that they i wish that their messaging was scientific that more than anything undermines any kind of faith or confidence and and not just them as people study people of authority but you know uh to listen to them at all about this so the president did a video like remember how trump did a video and trump was talking about it and was like hey you know i have all you know, I got coronavirus, I'm totally fine. And remember, he did it on the balcony and everyone slammed him. Do you remember that? Oh, my gosh. He had a camera person record a video. Oh, my gosh. He's getting everybody sick. So guess what? Joe Biden also did one. I yeah. And and listen to this. He did his. Hey, folks, guess you heard this morning I tested positive for COVID. But I've been double vaccinated, double boosted. Symptoms are mild. And uh, and I really appreciate your inquiries and your concerns. But I'm doing well. Getting a lot of work done. Going to continue to get it done, and uh, and in the meantime, thanks for your concern and keep the faith. It's going to be okay. Okay, great. I didn't have any problem with Trump doing a video. I don't have any problem with Biden doing a video, but I do have a problem with the reactions and the difference between how the left reacted to Trump and the left is reacting to Biden. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I just I th- this is the problem. Everything is so damn politicized. It's sickening. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Boosted if you have it yet. Does the President, does the White House, are there any regrets about the amount of time in sort of recent days and past weeks that we've seen him unmasked, shaking hands with people, hugging people, fist bumping, in close contact with crowds? In retrospect, was he too casual? No. I mean, look, I, I look at this is I've said this before from this podium. We have an incredibly contagious variant um, and we've had a protocol that I think has done a very good job protecting the president. The most important part of that protocol, by the way, is making sure that he was up to date on his vaccines and we had access to treatments. Um, the president wants to get out there. And, and be with and meet American he people. Too casual, uh, they said. He wasn't engaged. too casual. Well, he wasn't too casual at all. Oh my gosh. Come on. I mean, this, I can't, I, I, I remember, what was it? The event for black conservatives in the Rose Garden when all of this was happening and I was trying to remember the name of that one loudmouth reporter. He used to work at MSNBC, and then he's like a stringer for some digital yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like yelling at people, and then people were yelling at him and all this stuff. And everyone's like, it's a super spreader event. And, oh, look, they're shaking hands. You remember every time somebody would shake hands or, you was know, something. Brian Karam? Yeah, I don't want to play. I yeah. don't want to play any of his audio because he's a, he's a stooge. But, I mean, they had... Uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was every single time that there was any kind of anything, somebody touched an elbow, somebody touched uh, hands or whatever. 
Oh my gosh, super spreader. Look at how casual they're being. Look at with such little seriousness, they're treating this virus, this pandemic. And oh my gosh, you're going to kill old people, you know, and you would, I'm like, it, this, this contributed to people like screaming at other people in stores. It's insane. All right. I'm like realizing the show has to end at some point today. Um, tomorrow is Friday. We have a lot still. I We have a lot to get through today. Uh, and I'm going to put the rest of it in your email newsletter. So sign up at Substack. Kane, today in stupidity. All right. Alejandro Mayorkas, our secretary of, oh, I guess, the border. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this border. is nuts. But, yeah, listen to this. Um, the border The border is secure. No, it's not. The border, um, we are working to make the border more secure. If it was secure, you wouldn't have to work to make it more secure. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like Here's how? the thing. So, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's more stupidity. Yeah, okay. For yeah. There you go. All right, folks, that does it for us this Thursday. I will be back behind the mic with you tomorrow for Friday. Got a couple of pieces coming out for you, too, for the newsletter. So make sure you sign up, chapter and verse. All the links are available. Also, the links to my Facebook, YouTube, where you can see just past discussions, interviews with guests, all in the link of my social media profiles. Have a great night.